Welcome to Tea and Theology. This is Richard Ward, and I'm joined by my wife, Danielle. Hello. And our good friend, David Arizaga. What's up? In this episode, we will be discussing why Christians should commit themselves to the local church. But before we begin our discussion, David, want to tell us about what kind of tea we're drinking? Yeah, so today we are drinking a lemon ginger and manuka honey tea. Mm. Excellent. So the tea's good. It is. It's um, not too spicy, like a chai tea, but it has enough spice that has good flavor. Perfect for uh, theologizing. Yes. Before we talk about why Christians should commit themselves to the local church, maybe we should start with a definition of the local church. Well, in distinction to the universal church, The local church refers to a community of believers who gather in a particular place. Local churches are like subsets of this grand body that transcends culture, time, location. And it's just groups of people that are meeting under the banner and under the the reign, the rule of Jesus, the living God, and these are his believers that practically gather and encourage each other and preach the gospel to each other. What are some reasons why Christians should commit themselves to the local church? I think this is a good question because there are a good amount of people who profess to be Christians who have not been attending church. And so our motivation is to ask this question so we can encourage Christians who maybe are not valuing the local church. So I think what I would say in answer to the question is that when someone trusts in Christ, he now has peace with God. And not only does he have peace with God, he now has peace or reconciliation with other people, other Christians. And they've been brought into a family, the family of God. And so when we think about the image of a family, we think of our brothers and our sisters and our mom and our dad and how we're supposed to relate with them, relate to them, and how we have the opportunity to love them and love being the mark of the church, Jesus said that by this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. In another place, he was called by his disciples, and they told him that his mother and brothers are asking for him. And he answered them, who are my mother and my brothers? And he said, whoever does the will of God, he is my mother. He does not say that. (laughs) Okay, who are my mother and my brothers? And looking about at those who sat around him, he said, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of God, he is my brother and sister and mother. When we are in a family, like I said, we have the opportunity to love those people, to serve those people, to pray for those people. And so the only way that we're going to be able to do that is if we are with those people Mm. to forgive each other and to encourage one another. And so I think 
the image of the family really gives us a good idea of why the church is essential, why we should commit ourselves to the local church. Yeah, we consider it such a tragedy when somebody abandons their family or when somebody loses their family. And as Christians, we belong to a family and we should partake in that family. And when a family is going good, like you want to, you know, it's not just a drag. And maybe like in families, people have problems Mm. at church and they don't want to be around the church because of the problems. But just like in a family, you had to work through those problems the same way with the church. They're family. You work through them. You don't just abandon your family when something doesn't go your way. Yeah, because God brought us into a family for our sanctification and for our further sanctification. And we see that in other relationships, like marriage relationships, like relationships between parents and children, that these relationships God has given really cause us to become more like Christ, to be more patient, to be more kind and gentle. And so I think that we would be remiss to leave the church when conflict arises, because these things are going to happen. I think the better thing to do is to um, stick with the church and forgive the church. One of my favorite parts, or even like when I became, when I first became a Christian, I didn't know how to word it. I just felt it and experienced it. But being around this people, and at that time I was really just going to a youth group, but being around people that took the Bible serious or took honoring God serious, took practical, ethical life questions serious, and they took my questions serious about how do I do that, that was something that really blessed me and encouraged me and encouraged me to love God more. And in college, too, I don't, a lot of people, even at a Christian school, kind of just stay around people their age when they do go to church, and they look for churches that are just big on the resources to get young adults, 18, 24-year-old people. But I think my favorite part of the church is that there's people older than me, like you, like, well, not that, like you guys, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, they're not in college, so just a little bit further along than me. And they have, then God's given them wisdom. God's given you guys wisdom that I don't have. I haven't been through the, the same amount of life as you, so I don't know how to honor him yet in certain life situations. And so God's church is like, like you're saying, this family who could care for each other and be there for each other and encourage each other to not drift away, like in Hebrews or to pursue God more. And I think that really shows humility when we recognize that we are a part of the family, but further, we're a part of the body. Mm -hmm. And in the body, there are different members and there are different gifts and they're to be used for the church, the building up of the church. And in a sense we are communicating to one another that I need you and you need me. Mm -hmm. So there's humility in 
coming to church and recognizing that there is something about my commitment to this fellowship that necessitates me bringing something and also receiving something. Yeah, like you're saying, Jesus calls his church the body, but he also calls it a temple. So my thought is the church, God's gathering of his people, this is where, this is like Eden, you know? This is where God touches down on earth. His spirit dwells among his people. Jesus is in the midst of his people. So the church is this tangible, and this is kind of what I was trying to say before too. The church is the tangible place where I could physically feel God loving me through his people. And it's the tangible place where I could physically express my love for God through loving his people. And so it's like a, it's not just a, and we could talk about this too, but it's a privilege to be able to be a part of this economy of God's love, you know? And so, but also it's like a commandment, which I guess we could talk about that too, but. It's also important because the local church is the primary place where people are building you up. That typically doesn't happen when you're at work or when you're sometimes when in your family, that doesn't happen. I know for myself, when I became a believer, there weren't really Christians in my home. And where else am I going to hear about Jesus and be guided by him but in the church mm. with older people? Yeah. Like I remember the first person I met, an older man who would teach me about Jesus. Yeah. And where else am I going to get that? I'm not going to get that with my unsafe, unsafe friends or family members. I was getting that from the local church. Mm. So another reason why Christians should commit themselves to the local church is because it's God's will mm. that we commit ourselves to the local church. Sure. Hebrews chapter 10, mm. verses 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together, as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So it's a commandment to assemble with mm. the church. And I think it's important to talk about, it's more specific than just going to a church every week. Because I don't even remember the passage, but I remember it because of Slugs and Bugs. Shout out to the, the kids' music. A new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. And so when he says, like, love one another... You have to ask yourself, okay, who's one another and how can I practically do that to obey my God? But if I'm meeting up with a different group of people every week, I can't practically be loving them, you know, because I don't know them. They don't know me. So it's like you're saying, it's important to have people like the guy you met when you first became a Christian, who's like a consistent part of your local community so that you can love one another practically, you know. I guess the point is like it's more intentional than just showing up to a church service every week because you could, there's still like the option to kind of hide by going to different churches and not really being a part of them, but crossing off that checkbox of, oh, I did go this week, but I went to five this month and nobody really knows me, you know, nobody knew I was missing from any of them. So 
I think that's why we worded the question, reasons why we should commit ourselves to the local church and not simply attend the local church. Like you said, there's there's a difference. Mm. In order to love the church, we have to commit to the church. Mm. I think something that's often overlooked is a lot of the commandments to love one another, pray for one another, bear one another's burdens, and those other one another passages are directed toward you doing those things to the local church. So if someone is listening who is not committed to a local church, what steps should they take? I think the first thing they might want to do is to look for good churches around where they live. I think another step someone can make if they're if they haven't committed to a local church is if they're attending a church maybe they can talk with one of the pastors mm-hmm. or elders and ask how they can become more involved mm-hmm. in the church yeah and if you're young too like if you're a college student trying to find a church one thing that's super helpful and people are usually pretty open to this, just invite yourself Invite yourself into people's lives. Ask families if they're down to have you come over for lunch or meet up with an older guy for coffee. And a lot of people are really down. So, What if you have a friend who doesn't feel they need to be committed to the local church? I guess we could start by just like reminding somebody of the gospel and kind of build into what it means to be part of the gospel community. So start with the gospel, like remind them that not only has God done this for you, if you're a Christian, that Jesus died and rose, but there's a whole set of people that God's done this and God loves them as much as he loves you. Like the whole, the whole point of the gospel isn't individual. The whole thing is a community from baseline, right? And of course there are situations where people who love God cannot go to church because of some chronic illness. And that those are not the situations that we're talking about. We're talking about people who are very capable of attending church, but they maybe think that it's the same thing to watch a sermon online or attend infrequently those types of people who are professing to be Christians but not attending regularly. Sometimes people just go through hard things in life too, like family die or kids stop going to church or kids start getting into trouble, life's hard, or marriage problems. And so probably ends up being one of the last things on somebody's mind is, oh, I have to wake up early on Sunday and stay out late on Sunday and wait or they might even feel like they're wasting a day on Sunday. But I guess one thing we can do to help someone at a low point in, I guess, the Christian faith, Christian community, is just how we how we talk about the church and, and how we perceive the church and sharing all of our good experiences. I'm praying for them, praying that God makes the body of Christ, the physical, tangible 
body that he's made of his believers, the body of Christ, for them to see the beauty in that and the joy of being a part of that, you know? Because yeah, sometimes life just happens too. I think something that I read from Jonathan Lehman helps in answering this question. He said, your understanding of what the church is will shape your life and your living. So I think maybe the person who is not a committed member of a local church might not might not even be a Christian, or they might be a Christian, but their understanding of what the church is is not biblical. Or it needs they need to learn what the church is so that they can commit themselves to the church because maybe they want to or they, they just don't know the next step. Maybe they're a new believer. Or maybe they're not a new believer, but they just haven't been taught the way of Jesus. Thank you for listening to this episode of Tea and Theology. We hope you'll join us again. Until next time.